And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 132, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do this as a call-in show, uh, and if you're on our Facebook page, uh, you would know that we just went live. Uh, Those numbers for you to dial are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. So what is going on with you this week, MC? Still on island, I hope. Yeah, I'm still on this island looking to go to another island. Um, So last time I was in Puerto Rico, uh, the only time I was in Puerto Rico um, for a conference. When when Puerto Rico still existed. Yeah, when it it wasn't uh, destroyed (laughs) by two hurricanes. One one was a direct hit. Uh, now, the w- one of the things about Puerto Rico. Okay, so if you don't know, they're having some really bad economic times. Most of it is self-inflicted. Some of it is uh, imposed by the U- U.S. federal government in the form of the Jones Act, uh, which prevents shipping goods and services cheaply to Puerto Rico. Um, and, Recently uh, waived by Trump, by the way, right? Did I did yeah, I catch so that headline? Okay. Well, you know why why isn't a permanent waiving of the Jones Act a good thing? Hey, well, we we can talk about special, it. Yeah, special interests. Um, yeah, there's. I I really don't want to get into the Jones Act so much. Okay. Um, it's 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 a big complicated thing, and uh, it's it's basically just like a, you know special interests keeping it there. There's no real good reason for it. Like all the all the the things that the Jones Act was put in place to achieve, it it failed. It failed every ob- objective that that it had. So it it shouldn't be it shouldn't be there. Like if if your goal is to have a positive impact and the, and the impact is completely negative, and it should be revealed. Um, seems obvious, but uh, there's special interests that that benefit from it so it's, it's just like the same thing as like the war on terror like you have a war on terror terror increases exponentially a hundred times and uh and we still have this war on terror going you know at some point people should say you know we gotta you know try a different tactic here like and and my my best tactic i could come up with is just like stop stop all the wars for like 10 years see what happens like a truce a 10-year truce See if the violence just stays over there, or see if the violence goes down, or you know whatever. And and it, what happened in Syria? Uh, we we uh, stopped uh, war, war in uh, certain areas of Syria, and and the Christians moved back. So yeah, if you want people to stay in those areas, you, sh- you should stop bombing them. <laughs> and if and if you want to claim that you're doing the the noble thing by bombing them and 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 that's the thing like they, these these terrorists they they go right back you know so, some of them go go to Europe and and they do their terrorism thing in Europe cuz it's safer to do it in Europe than it is to do where they're getting bombed you know so yeah if you want them to keep their terrorism in their own territory like yeah. don't make it so dangerous for them over there it's just like uh, right. The reason crazy. they come over here is because there's nothing left for them there. It's the whole refugee problem too. Yeah. The whole, yeah. The whole refugee problem. Um, 
and some of them are violent and some of you know some of them just uh are just normal people but uh um so anyway puerto rico got way off track real fast i do that i helped uh, yeah my, my brain just works that way i just go one thing another to another to another and and that's the <clears throat> same thing so so basically i'm looking for a house so this is how the this is how this story started i'm looking you, for a house you should have found one already they're everywhere they There's are like everywhere. seven on my block they are they are really expensive though <laughs> <laughs> in hawaii you don't you don't get very much square footage for your money bang and for your so, buck so in in hawaii uh, pretty much just like everywhere location is super important um and uh you know if if, if money isn't the only object then then location is is very important so so that's what i'm looking at um the places I'm looking at are, fall somewhere between 1.5 million and 4 million dollars. Jeebus. Um, I have probably enough Bitcoin to cover any house I want. Uh, the problem is I have to liquidate the Bitcoin for U.S. dollars because you know most people aren't don't don't either don't know about it or are skeptical about it. But you know it's 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 a lot of money for some someone to accept that much Bitcoin. Uh, right for 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 a house so i i can understand why you know if i bring it up that it's just gonna they're just gonna you know shut 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 me down and be like you know this is not this is wasting my time gonna do it um well there there are articles out there about people uh, closing those deals though i mean it's not as prevalent as it could be yeah it's happened but it's not impossible uh, yeah the most recent one was in, was in Texas, and and yeah, if you if you find the the right person to do that deal with, it, then it you know it works out for both people hopefully, um, and and it's and it's a wonderful thing. I I would love to see, uh, Bitcoin be, you know the the future of of housing sales, instead of pre approval, you just you know go buy your Bitcoin and then and you you're ready to do your deal and everything happens super fast that way. I don't know. But um, I think if you're in a good cash position, yes. But most people are going to mortgage that, and then how oh, do you yeah. like you know? Yeah. Then yeah. is then your mortgage fluctuates based on the price of Bitcoin, and I I can see how that would be a little complicated. Yeah, that would get messy. Yeah. But um, so I'm trying to figure out how to you know liquidate some Bitcoin so I can you know, buy a house, and then and I'm like, well, there's a couple of things. Though. I don't really want to get rid of the Bitcoin. I think. Bitcoin in the next 10 years is going to go up more than 10 times. And housing is, you know, getting close to its peak. You know, okay. it might stay here for, it might stay here, for it, you know, current levels for the next, uh, you know, 10 years or, or we might have, uh, you know, a spike and then a crash. You know, it's, it's really hard to predict, but um, it's, it's, it's had a good run, I guess, is what I'm saying. Over the last 10 years um, since the last crash? Well, yeah, over the last four years, if you look at houses and 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 you look at the the, the prices on a lot of them, a lot of them it's like you know uh, someone bought the house for eight hundred thousand, now they're selling it for one point six. Like, okay, sure they they upgraded it. They might have taken down the whole building and put another one on there. <laughs> eight hundred thousand dollars to one point six million. That's it's still that's a huge jump, you know. Yeah. And there's and there's a lot of them like that in Hawaii. It's just it's so. So the the housing market is, it, you know, it's it's had a really good run last four years, especially, um, 
and I and I have and I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a realtor, but I'm just saying what what I've seen from the last like three weeks of looking at property, and uh, and I and, you know I look at a lot of them. So I've got like a thousand uh, houses on my on my favorites list. You know, like <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I'm not working, so yeah, I have I have extra time. I can obsess <laughs> over things like this, you know. When when I when I bought when I bought my car, I looked at you know all the Corvettes, you know, and all the Porsches, and all you know every single one, and I weighed all their advantages, and I, you know I settled on one that was a you know lo, low miles, perfect condition, and it you know right. it's it's great. I like it. It's it's uh, at, at first I was I was kind of you know Corvettes are kind of hard to get used to that they, they they ride a little bit different super low to the ground um not very practical um you got to be a corvette but, guy but yeah I'm, I'm 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 officially like warmed up to it i'm not 100 percent a corvette guy but yeah it's it's really good i like it a lot uh having fun i i uh I, you know upgraded some things on it to make it more uh every corvette guy does this they, they put upgrades <laughs> on it that you know they change stuff in the engine for me is everything was external so i put some uh film on it to protect the paint so it, you know keeps it looking new and uh everybody I've, I've talked to said it looks really great so um anyway see i got off track again puerto rico my brain puerto yeah, rico so, houses so, I'll, I'll jump in real quick because what 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 you, the listener may not know is that uh, MC like when he's looking at some of these houses, he sends me some of the like the the ads for him, so I can take a look at at what he's looking at. And now that he's admitted it on the show, um, man, I'm glad because I think he sent me like maybe you know three or four or like five listings to to kind of like mull over. And I had no idea that there were thousands <laughs> on his favorites list. <laughs> like, like I feel like I got the cream of the crop, the like the top echelon <laughs> of what you're consi- of what you're considering. Yeah. If you're yeah, looking through that, man, there was there was one house that that still like like when when I was standing there, I was like, this is this, this is perfect. Like, there's there's not any way a house could get better than this. And uh, but of course, it was four million dollars. Like, I, you know, even even if I could pull it off, like it, that's that's a lot of responsibility for. I mean, it's that's it's too much for me, you know. Like I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you. It it wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense, you know. There's there's better things that I could do for four million dollars, and I'm not I'm not saying better for me. Like, sure, I might be the happiest person in in the world in that house, uh, but. Then I think so. One of the things, get back to Puerto Rico. You know, I could help people in Puerto Rico. Um, you know, out of the goodness of my heart. You know, because I don't know why. Just because. Wasn't there a rapper that did that? Sent a private jet with supplies or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's. Pitbull. There's been a lot of. Uh, okay. There's been a lot. Private of charity. Of, yeah, a lot of charity we'll going that. over there. Um. So, trying to you know think about liquidating some money and getting back to Puerto Rico, uh, they have this act called act, uh, this law they passed, you know, Congress made a deal with Puerto Rico, uh, because they need people to move in rich people to move into Puerto Rico and set up shop there and spend money there. Uh, so the way they did it, they said, okay, if, if you have, uh, assets and, 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 uh, 
like mainly like StockX is you know you buy it buy it whatever price. If you move to Puerto Rico and then you sell your assets while you're living in Puerto Rico, your capital gains tax is zero. Wow. Um, this is a this is a, a newer thing. I think happened in the last five years. I think um, it's somewhat successful. There are people moving there. Um, Peter Schiff moved there you know moved i don't know what, i don't even know what that means owns property uh, there <laughs> yeah and list list it on documents as his permanent residence yeah you're supposed to live there uh for you're probably supposed to be there six months out of the year at least um i you know i i i see what they're trying to do and and i support the uh uh i don't know uh, like any, the objective, any the goal. To, any way to get around the the taxes, I'm 100% for because I don't like where the taxes get spent on. So, um, and if if the if the benefit is for a struggling island that economically they're they're struggling uh, with huge debt, and a lot of that is self-imposed. But um, you know, if if I if I had to do it completely right. I would say Puerto Rico, and I and I've posted this actually. Uh, what they should do is kick the bankers out, uh, secede from the U.S., trade with whoever they want, and uh, and the so one of the biggest problems in Puerto Rico is the unions. Uh, you can't do any work unless the unions are are involved in doing it, and the government backs that up. So it's the only problem with unions. Everything's super expensive and. One of the, a lot of times, one of the only buyers is the government, and the, and of course they cut. You know, the unions charges the government. You know, ten times what it's actually worth, and and so nobody can afford anything. You know, it's like it, you can't you can't get any work done. So nobody does any work. You know, it's 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 horrible. Um, so if if the government uh, got out of the way, if the federal government, like they are now, you know, and you know, ending the Jones Act, okay, get out right. of the way. That's like that's one of the main problems in Puerto Rico is the government's just in the way. Like it's, I don't know, I don't know why why it's it's not that, difficult. It's it's a problem it for a lot of places. <laughs> it's a problem for it's, a lot of places, and it's like what it's we've so said from day one, right? From like episode one and even prior to the show, right? It's been well, what's the solution? Uh, get the government out of the way. <laughs> Right. Step one, stop having those people run things and let's see what other people can do. So, you know, it sounds so simple. And yet the the struggle continues on how to make right. that a reality. Yeah. So anyway, if I moved to Puerto Rico for a year, I could save myself a buttload on on taxes. And it's, to me, it's not even about the money. Like I can afford it if, if I really wanted to, uh, you know. I could be happy for myself, but I would still feel really bad that I gave a whole bunch of money to the federal government. So, uh, Puerto Rico, like it, it seems like the right thing to do. And, and, uh, that's, that's more kind of what, why I'm leaning that way. I don't know if yeah. I'm going to do it yet. It's that, that's especially right after I got hit by a freaking hurricane. You know, couldn't <laughs> have been at a better time, right? <laughs> the, the ground floor rebuilding yeah. land is cheap. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like people are gonna, people have been leaving, and now they're leaving even faster. Um, so, you know, if I, I'd be buying something cheap from somebody, you know, beachfront property, uh, mansion or something, right? And uh, yeah, it's 
it, it's it, it would be helping them. It's sad that they'd be taking a loss, but if I yeah. don't buy it for a price, somebody else is going to get it for a lower price. You know? <laughs> yeah. I th- so you know that's that's the weird part that uh, capitalism in general takes like a hit on. It's you know the 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 benefits to lower class or lower income individuals, right? Because people look down on it. Right. Like, you know, you're saying it's bad for them because they'll be taking a loss, but it's still it's still their choice to sell or not sell. And it's unfortunate that the value has dropped, you know, because because of a disaster. But that's just the way it is, you know, and, you know, uh, factory workers in China or sweatshop labor or whatever, um, not slave labor, sweatshop labor. Right. Takes a hit because it goes, oh, you're taking advantage of these lower income people. But the fact remains that that's their best shot. Right, you buying the house, you know, yeah. f- from one of them, e- even in, even in its current state, may be the best alternative that that dude has. And if yeah. it's not, he would do something else. And and it might be that I go there, buy the house, and all he can afford with the money I give him is a plane ticket back. But that that's if that's what's better for him, then that's what's better for him. So, yeah. Uh, and and I'm like I said, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going there to rip people off. I'm, I I would go there to help people. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, the, the mayor complained, actually, that that the mayor of Puerto Rico complained that that regulations and, and the bureaucracy is is killing them. It's getting in the way. The mayor of Puerto Rico said that, you know, it's like what? <laughs> like you, you are the bureaucracy in Puerto Rico. Like, how can you not see that you're you're not part of this problem, you know, at least for the last 10 years of of you know their their economic crisis you know that it, it shouldn't take 10 years to have a recovery should because, because politicians also talk a good game when it benefits them oh yeah right and, until the hurricane hit is like oh no this bureaucracy is necessary for the safety and security of the puerto rican people and we need it so that big corporations and companies don't come in here and try to take advantage and spooge over everybody you know and then after it when they when they need it when they need the help from all those people, then it's like, oh, this bureaucracy is just getting in the way and we need to cut the red tape <laughs> so that people can act and be free to move about. And, you know, yeah. it's like what, what, whatever, you know, and this goes for politicians here too, right? It's, you know, what, whatever, whichever way the wind blows is I think how that George Bush ad did it against like John Kerry for flip-flopping on so many, um, so many positions, right? Whichever way the wind blows. So whichever way the wind blows, you know, for every politician is basically what they're going to say, right? You know, there, there's evidence for uh, Barack Obama. There's evidence from Hillary Clinton. There's evidence for Donald Trump now of, of saying one thing prior. And then when the, you know, the, the tide starts to shift in the different direction, well, then there's a new jump uh, bandwagon to jump behind and they get on that one instead. Yeah. So, so they're, they're either, they're either, you know, stupid, incompetent or... Or or they're uh, malicious and and evil, and uh, either one is is not worth having. So, um, th- there was a, a quote from uh, was it Bastiat or I can't remember, but um, could have been it. It was it was about laws, and uh, it said the 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 sure way to have people respect the laws is to make the laws respectable. Um, makes makes sense and uh 
that's not the reason why politicians are in power. <laughs> it's, it's not yeah. to make respectable laws. It's it's to uh, it, it's, it's it's the bureaucracy. It's to control things and control people. Uh, that's what it's for. Yeah, there, there's another similar quote. I don't know if this is the more than one you were thinking of, and I forget the attribution as well. But it's basically, if the laws are tolerable, I will tolerate them. If they are not, then <laughs> yeah. I won't. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, and if it happens to be that I'm following the law while whilst doing it, then so be it. And if it happens to be that I am breaking the law whilst doing it, then so be it as well, right? <laughs> and, and everybody does it, too. Every time somebody gets in the car, they're, they're going over the speed limit. You know, they're breaking the law. And, uh, yeah, so nobody actually has a problem with people breaking the law. Nobody does. Uh, yeah. Breaking the law is not... A bad thing to anybody because I, I know because I get on the highway and everybody's going five ten over the limit you know? depends <laughs> which law well it, so, sort of yeah yeah well I mean like you know the, 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 it's it's basically what your quote said right like people are okay with you breaking the law that they don't agree with but if you break a law that they do agree with, right, then then hellfire and brimstone come down upon you, <laughs> right, for violating the great edicts of the state, you know. Well, I'm just saying, in general, no, nobody is consistent. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. As, as far as uh, status, you know. <laughs> yeah, guarantee. Um, so I, what, was that it? Um, I don't know. This, this was this was your share. About, should, should I talk more about the houses or? If you want to. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're they're expensive, man. The property, super high, and. Uh, and this is this is another thing that we kind of talked about off air. Was, I think it was off air. I don't remember if we had the. Is you know, if you if you're gonna spend that kind of money, fine, right? Like, personally, I don't care you know, how expensive the house you buy is, if it's the house that you want, right? Like, you know, so be it. Um, but for me, I go like, I don't want, I don't want an expensive house. Like I really don't because part of it for me is like, regardless of whether or not we want it to be right, you're still going to rent that house from the state, right? They're still going to charge you your, your annual property tax bill. And the more expensive the house, the bigger that bill. And you can say that, well, someone's going to live in that house, so they're going to collect the money anyway, but I still don't want to be the one to give it to them. Um, and a house that size, again, for me personally, I wouldn't want to live in that. That's it's For me, it's like too much space, right? And maybe it's because I've, uh, I've been accustomed to smaller spaces and gotten used to, to it, um, you know, and, and I, that could just be by choice or it could be because it suits my personality type. Um, but I go, I don't, I don't, I don't need a big space. I just, I'll take a big yard, right? I'll, I'll take, I'll take a big plot of land and build like little tiny spaces on it, you know, in, <laughs> in different regions of the property for, for various things. But I don't need like, I don't need the one big house. Um, so I always wanted, like I always said, you know, the, 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 uh, the worst house in the nicest neighborhood Right, because I I personally believe that the neighborhood offers a level of security and protection, um, you know, just by by surrounding yourself with a certain type of people. I'm <laughs> right. not going to say which type that is, but just a certain type of people uh, offers you a, a, a 
<laughs> offers you a level of protection or, or security. Yeah, I mean, yeah if, you, if you try to keep the socialists at, at bay, you know, surround yourself by capitalists, you're probably going to be safer. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll, we'll use those terms. Um, okay, people. People who believe that uh, uh, theft isn't the best way to get what you want. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, because that's kind of what it is. And just just so ha- just so happens that a lot of those people group up in one certain area, and the people who don't want to steal group up in another certain area. And I rather live in the group of people that don't want to steal from me. Um, but I also I also don't want to pay the high property tax. So I want the you know the the worst house in the nicest neighborhood. And I've had, you know, uh, you've met a, a couple of them, but I've got, you know, friends in real estate and you've got friends in real estate and we've got friends in real estate. Um, but they, you know, everybody, everybody has friends in real estate. In there's too many realtors. I trying to tell the realtor. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you, you know, you know, I'm not going to sign with you because you know, every, everybody's got somebody else. Cause I already know a guy. Find a house, you know? yeah. <laughs> everybody knows. A guy. I got my so, guy. And he didn't, he didn't even ask. He didn't even ask. He, he, uh, he was just like, man, I'll show you some properties, but you know, like he didn't even ask us to, to sign him up. I was like, okay, man, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> I told, well, I'm going to deviate real quick because I, 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 I saw this as like a market opportunity, um, possibly, right? So w- because that's the situation of real estate in Hawaii, as far as the realtors are concerned, and it probably exists everywhere. Like I can't imagine, I can't imagine like Hawaii being unique in, in, in the amount of like realtors that exist on such a small area. Mm, uh, it is, it is a little bit because because of uh you know you wouldn't notice it but the there is uh an economic um tragedy happening in in hawaii because you know we we should be hawaii should be bigger than singapore it's in the perfect location for trade okay um and and so that's you know what what could have what you know the un the unseen uh advantages that we could have if if not for the government uh, it would be crazy. Um, so, it, so what happened is re, uh, real estate is one of the biggest uh, things going in Hawaii, and flipping houses and and stuff like that. Okay. So, so that's it's because there's nothing else to do. Um, you know, the best thing to do is real estate in Hawaii. So a lot of people do it. So it it is a little bit unique. Okay. It's not. I mean, not 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 specific just to Hawaii, but. Uh, it's the government's fault, as far as I'm concerned, with the with okay. the, the obsession of uh, real estate in, in Hawaii. Okay, well that's fair, but I can't. I you know, for me, I go like, well, if I was in Texas, I think every friend of mine would still know a guy who was in real estate, right? Because I I, I have yeah. like I have friends on the mainland, right, and half of them are real estate are real estate people. Oh, okay. <laughs> like in fucking Denver. I got I have friends in Denver and there are every every like Facebook post well, is like, "Oh, yeah. check out my house well, in Denver." Yeah. Yeah, Col- Colorado's booming though. Okay. Um, so, well, California and Phoenix too then. Unless those are the three unless yeah. that's like the big triangle up it, there. It is. Phoenix has been booming for a really long time. Um I can't I can't remember why like a lot of retired people were moving there and people with the the got some money and they're looking for cheap. I, I can't remember I, okay. the exact reason why, but Phoenix is booming for a long time. Uh, Colorado, definitely. Well, then um, in my little Calif- world, go yeah, ahead. California is another one of those where, uh, you know, Silicon Valley, 
uh, you know, just push and, and uh, you know, of course, Los Angeles and everything, just pumping up prices. Um, well, then in my little world, I exist in like the Bermuda Triangle of real estate then. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's hard for me to exercise like a perception outside of that. Um, but what, what I was saying is at this point, right, the, the market opportunity to to try for real estate, because especially here in Hawaii, it's so saturated that I, I told him, I was like, dude, you got to you got to change your offering. Right. Like you have you have so many years in real estate as an expertise right? That, that, you know, things that other people don't know. Um, and I had another friend in real estate who said like, you know, be good at the small things, right? Be an expert at the little things. And then the client will just assume you're an expert at the big things because you know, the little details, um, which is you know pertinent and relevant. Um, but I said, you know, all this, and yet the same thing that you just described and see happens to him, right? He goes like, well, he, you know, he goes through all this work, right? The, the potential client, uh, puts him like through the ringer, through the rolls, uh, to do all this research, all this, you know, show me this, show me that. What about this? Tell me about that. Blah, blah, blah. So on and so forth. And then when it's, when it's time to sign the paperwork, it's like, Oh no, I got my friend, my friend, my, my, my friends would take care of it. Right. Well, and As, that's, but that's the part, that's the part of the, the, the contract. Like you, you, if you don't sign, then you're not obligated. Right. So, well, but, but as, as a realtor, right. In order to, uh, entice or seduce clients right he feels he needs to do all this work to prove to them that he's the man for the job right and i said you should just charge for that work right like instead of being a realtor right be like a licensed real estate consultant right where you you're you're putting it out there that no 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 you're not the free you know fly by night uh just got my real estate license guy you know looking to work hard you know, your time and your expertise has value and you should be paid to do this work. And then you yeah. can do the work more efficiently and more effectively than that, you know, that, that chump out yeah. of, out of real estate school. It, it was, it would still be hard because uh, most people, because they have so much access to information, they, they think they can do it themselves. And I, and I would value somebody helping me, uh, find the perfect property. Uh, and I would be, okay with giving them some money but uh it's probably not going to you know most people are probably not willing to pay the money for that and the the real estate person is probably not going to get as much as they would if they sold a house so it's it's right it's a really difficult situation for you know for that for that person well i'm also one of them that thinks you know uh, I, I told him this years ago that I thought that the realtor in general uh, as a profession was like not long of this world because the internet provides oh, yeah. so much information that that yeah. the, the person that handles those details is going to be, you know, automated at some point in the future. And then right. a couple of days ago I sent him this headline. I'm just going to read the headline because I don't necessarily know if we want to get into the article. Um, but this is from uh, Zero Hedge. So, real estate company is replacing agents with robots. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm like, there you go, man. Like, you know, e- even even the the job expertise of a realtor is is going to be automated by robots. Um, you know, and and it's you know on the horizon, right? It's not even like some distant uh, some distant theory or or you know prediction out there. Like it's it's coming. Um. 
but you know you have you have sites like Zillow and you know that that you know if if you're a realtor you go ah fucking Zillow right but if you're the if you're a normal average consumer you go well you can get a lot of information on Zillow right there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of information available you know the the forms right all the you know sign here initial here you know this is the mortgage that you need to talk to whomever right I you know I. I personally think that it's too easy to automate that at this point for that not to be the future, right? Where, like you said, MC, you just want to go like, here's a Bitcoin and then like, here's the deed to your house and we can skip all this trash in the middle. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that trash in the middle is going to get a lot easier to, to sift through going forward, even if it's not as easy as here's a Bitcoin, here's a house. Yep. But, uh, so, so like I was saying, or you you even mentioned it. There's a lot of houses in Hawaii, and it uh, it is, it it is a, uh, it's a pain to go through. It's it's a not pain. It's a joy in a way. I mean, I I'm doing it because I want to. Yeah. Um, but it it's it is a lot of work. Um. Yeah. So if I had somebody helping me to do it, uh, it it would probably be worth my time to uh, either sign a contract with somebody or yeah. Or whatever, but uh, like and I that said, would that I, would be the agent. I, I might be in Puerto Rico, I might be in Puerto Rico, so I'm, I'm not going to sign anybody right now because I'm still trying to figure out. And I told him this. I told him like I'm not sure what I'm doing right now. Like I, yeah, I might have to leave the you know not leave the country, but leave <laughs> leave the island. Oh yeah, okay. So, oh, this is what I'm, I'm, I might be leaving the country in a couple weeks. To talk about. So the real estate agent, he's a great guy. He's really smart, really helpful, and all this stuff. Uh, he actually he, he was skeptical. I told him about the the tax thing, and and he said, well, when you bring the the money back after you know you don't pay any any tax on it, when you bring it back, you'll have to pay tax on it. I said, no, it's just it's money. You don't pay money on money, you know. It's it's just money. Right. Right. I'm with so you. He's like, no, but when you he says when you bring it back to the states, then you have to pay money. And I said, no, it's Puerto Rico. It's it's part of the United States, <laughs> like taking it out of the country. So he said, "Well, I got a tax professional. I'll I'll, uh, I'll have him call you. Or I'll give you his number and I'll tell him that you're going to call and you better call him because, you know, he, his services are, you know, 25,000 to $200,000 uh for his consultation. So, okay. like, take this opportunity, right?" I said, "That's great. I'll talk to him." So I, I talked to him and he says it's basically the same thing. Like, "Well, if you if you had this this money that you got from this place and then you sold it over here, then the, the origin of that sale is determines, uh, the, the, you know, whether you have to pay tax on it when you bring it back and right. I told them the same thing, like bring it back Hold from where I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the U S like <laughs> when I bring it back to the U S I'm already in the U S like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it turns out it, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And, uh, his specialty, and, and this is why his specialty is international tax law. Okay. If you go to Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico it's is not, not international. international. Yeah. It's part of the U.S. You're not taking it anywhere. You're not taking it's not it a out. state, though. It's a protectorate. <laughs> it's a province. It, it is not a state. Uh, but uh, everybody in Puerto Rico, they, they speak Spanish, and uh, they're all U.S. citizens. Um, they don't have to do anything special to come to the mainland U.S., You know, just like right. if you're in yeah. Hawaii or Guam. You can just come to the U.S. to get a passport or anything. You just you just you, know, you just same show thing up. With the banks they have a U.S. banking system, so the the tax benefit is really deep and cool. Like it's 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 unheard of. And uh, 
So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can take advantage of it um, for myself and for the rest of the world. Um, I'm not gonna be sponsoring terror with my with my money. So, <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, if you find a if you find a beachfront mansion, if you find a beachfront mansion, make sure it's next to like a hut, because. You know, if the, if the hut's already blown down, I'll I'll see if I can like cobble up the funds to buy the hut, the land for the hut next to the mansion, <laughs> and we'll just be neighbors kicking it in Puerto Rico. If if there's a hut next to my mansion, I'll probably just buy that too. But. <laughs> well, screw you then, man. <laughs> I'm an evil capitalist. <laughs> Gonna buy the hut and rent it out to me. <laughs> Then, then at least we can do the show from the same room. Yeah. So, so that was another uh, another thing that the realtor was telling me. He, he said I should buy. He's, he, he was, you know, he was telling me all this this tax stuff is is BS, and that I shouldn't go to Puerto Rico because he wants me to buy a house. Um, and he was he was also wanting me to buy one of these other houses uh, that has they're called. Uh, uh, Additional dwelling units, so it's, oh. it's the legal way. The legal way of being able to rent out long term in Hawaii. Uh, so it has to meet some, you know, basic requirements. It has to have a parking spot. Uh, has to share a roof. You know, yeah, has to uh, has to be under a certain square feet, and it has to have its own bathroom and maybe a kitchen area. I'm not sure, but um. So all these, you know, legal requirements, whatever. So there's a couple of houses that have meet the legal requirements. And says I should buy them and rent out the property. And then they'll help me make the payment. But if I just buy a cheaper property, then I don't have to worry about having somebody on my property renting from me and and uh to pay to pay the taxes and pay for the extra costs of the extra land that he's living on. So it doesn't doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. What really matters is do I want to be a landlord or not? Um, and the answer should be yes. Everything. I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not totally against it. There, so the I, I was brainstorming, and one of the biggest reasons for me to be a landlord is is uh, is the extra security. So if I have somebody around, you know, in yeah. the house, like if I if I go to Puerto Rico or whatever, uh, having an extra person to watch over the property yeah. would be great. Assuming that that person isn't going to rob me as well. <laughs> Which is possible. You never know. That, but I, I, That shit happens. <laughs> I, I will also say this. I think me and you might be more on the same page when it comes to like home ownership than a lot of people out there looking. Because, you know, we, this is something that we've also talked about off air. Is like, I go, I, I currently rent or, you know, I, I, I used to rent and now I live at home and, you know, who cares how much I pay. Um, but I, I, I consider myself to be a renter because I'm not a homeowner. Right. So if I do, if I do, you know, find my own dwelling, I'll be renting. I won't be buying anytime soon. Um, but what I've, what I've always said is like home ownership for me is not an investment opportunity. Right. It's like, it's, it's a place to live. So, so, uh, you know, all the, 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 you know, the, the vast amount of realtor friends like, Oh no, you gotta like, you gotta buy the house and then, you know, upgrade it and then like sell it and then buy the bigger house and you'd like you keep you keep going through this like rigmarole <laughs> of upgrading your property and you know buying bigger more you know yeah. faster houses or whatever but but all that's a consequence of of the the banking system the banks are willing to lend out money they don't have to people that don't have it also uh 
and it's it's all just this bling scheme and just pushes up the value of the houses and it's the the real value is not there it's just the banks are willing to to lend other people's money out and that's that's what it is right but all i would take advantage of that same system but i don't want to take advantage i just want to live in a house right like that right right. for for me it's like okay i I bought the house and now it's mine and i don't really care how much it's worth because i live here like i'm not i'm not trying to sell it i'm not trying to you know go ahead but it's 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 bad because the basically the the monetary system we have in the u.s is is pushing prices of housing up for you know same as the education system you know it's like you give easy easy money to education the price of education goes up give easy money to to potential uh housing house buyers the the price of houses go up and so you know people like me and you we want to kind of avoid that but we look around and, and prices are super high for housing yeah um so what we can do is be smart about it and and just wait till the crash if you know if we save up money uh wait till the next crash and then buy it cheap uh but in the you know in the meantime if if renting is cheaper then then we'll rent you know yeah and i think that was that was advice that i heard from peter schiff like yeah. at the end of the last crash like with yeah. 2008 you know and then you look at his and, old stuff and, he was saying it prior and he was, to uh, and he he rents like luxury places right and, yeah and it's just it's just a math problem at that point like okay how much money does it cost to rent it? How much does it cost to buy it? Okay, it's gonna in twenty years, it's gonna you know be in my favor to the renter for now. You know, when when the housing market bottoms, then if it's cheaper to buy, then I'll I'll buy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's really easy. You would think, but the but you know home home ownership is like this societal ideal, oh, yeah. right? That you know you you you. And and again and I experienced yeah. it as a renter, right? They go right. after nine years ago. Okay, your lease is up. You got to be out here in like forty five days. I'm like, well, shit, that that was fast. <laughs> you know that that wouldn't happen yeah. if you were a landlord or if you owned it. Well, you know, yeah, it could happen for a different reason because we we talked about eminent domain and you know not paying your property tax and all that other junk that but, goes along with. But it. I also I also really hate when they when they they say home ownership because most people don't own the homes. The the, the bank owns the home. And uh, you're just, you know, you're paying the interest and the yeah, and the and in thirty the years you'll own I the mean, home. So, so yeah, maybe you know if nothing nothing bad happens, you know, the, the economy crashes, you, you miss a couple payments, and then they they kick you out and they sell it to somebody else for half price. You know, it's like this happens all the time. Um, yeah. So anyway, right. we're what should, I think we should move on. Okay, um, housing is wonderful in Hawaii. It's a great topic, but uh, what else is going on? Okay, so I've got I've got two two unrelated stories to share that I think, when combined, could make for a fairly interesting video, possibly, but could also be like harmful to my health, potentially. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. So the first part. I, I, you know, I, I, um, you know, I, I come home from work. And I'm like, I think I might've done something that's, that could possibly get me shot. Right. And the question that comes up is what did you do this time? I go, okay. So I'm sitting in my car, you know, outside of work in, in the morning. And, uh, you know, the job that I do uh, a couple days a week is like on location. So it's not like an office building. It's like, you know, we go to the houses and clear them out or go pick up the furniture or whatever. 
So I'm sitting out there, you know, waiting for my coworker to show up because I'm, I'm early for work and I'm just like cruising. And the sun is like beating down on me. Just like I can feel it like already getting like sunburn on the side of my face and my neck and like, you know, my shoulder area. And no matter like where I move in the car, right, like trying to get out of the way of like the direct sunlight, I can still feel it. So I'm like, man, this sucks. You know, like where the hell is he? Because I want to go in, you know, and I, 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 the suggestion was, oh, you can just get out of your car. Right. But there's still no shade. You know, there's, there's like nothing. <laughs> the, the roof of the car was like the only protection that I had. And even it was insufficient. So I was like, man, I, there's got to be something, you know, to that, that can like, that'll cover like that part of my body when the sun's beating down on me. And so I found something. <laughs> okay. Uh, a, a shemag, right? Like the, 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 the Arabian headdress for males. <laughs> it's perfect okay okay so it's perfect right i go like so i and it was only like three bucks on amazon for you know like uh you know i guess a smaller one i don't know how big they're supposed to be but it's you know it's it's, it's a decent size and it, it'll work right fucking hit covers my head hangs over the neck and shoulders you know perfect for desert heat wind and whatever you know they they, they deal with out over there and so now I'm going to have one and I got it in black and yellow cause you know, if I rock the ANCAP colors, why not? Um, <laughs> and so I got one and then, so that's, that's part one. I go, well, if I wear this thing, <laughs> right? Like I've already, you know, I don't, I don't look, uh, Arabian necessarily, <laughs> but I've got, I've got a beard and a goatee, you know? And if I just, if I throw on the headdress and some sunglasses, like I think I could possibly, I could possibly appear to be one of those guys right through no fault of my own so so that's part one um and then later in that same day we're we're clearing out uh another guy's house and i've acquired this is the big part mc i've acquired at no cost to me um uh, 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 an average sized american flag <laughs> okay okay so Back in my, you know, uh, back in the day, right, um, some of the things that I've, uh, videos that I've come across, right, as an anarchist, right, is like a good old-fashioned flag burn. And I always told my buddy, I'm like, I don't want to do a flag burn, man. He's like, oh, why not? It's like, it's so cool. You just like burn a flag. I go, well, because it's stupid, right? It's a, it's a dumb thing to do. Not because it's like, you know, unpatriotic or whatever. Right. But because it's like, well, number one, if it's if it's my flag, right, why would I destroy my own property? Right. You know, <laughs> just just to do this. Right. And if it's not my flag, well, then it's a violation of, you know, uh, of the non-aggression principle or axiom. And I don't want to just go around burning other people's flags like I would never, you know, the, the dude driving around with like, you know, the, the Hawaiian flag or the Confederate flag, depending on where you live. Whatever. Like I would never run up to his like truck and like steal his flag. And it's not because I disagree with the politics or the policy. I go, well, it's his flag, right? I, I'm, I believe in private property and that property is yours. But what I said at the time, and I don't know if I've ever shared this story with UMC, because this, this is, this is the likelihood of what I'm going to do with this particular flag. And that's, I'm going to try to sell it or at least have people bid on it. 
as the as the greedy capitalist that I am, I'm gonna I'm gonna let all the patriots and flag worshippers and bootlickers out there, right, uh, attempt to save this flag from a burning inferno. And <laughs> okay. and if I and if I collect enough money, right, through this through this uh, through this you know protect the flag donation, um, then I won't burn it. But if I don't collect enough money, <laughs> if not enough money is can be generated by all these people who want to protect and worship this piece of cloth, well, then I think I'm going to put on my shemag and burn a flag. <laughs> and I think that'll be, I, it, I, I think it's an exciting visual. I'm, I'm happy about it. <laughs> it's risky. <laughs> Oh, but it's just too damn funny to pass up. Um, like at this point, how can I not? And it was too. It was like I said. It was two separate things, right? Like the the, the shemag was. God damn it! I got the the sun's burning my neck, and I got to get something to cover it. You know what's big enough, and you know that that can be used for this. And then same day, I just happened to come across uh, a flag that was generously given to me. Right, so it's I, I spent no money on it, so it's not like I'm I'm losing money uh, by buying a flag and then setting it ablaze, um, and it's not somebody else's because it was it was passed along. Right, he did not want it. It was going to be, it was going to be, uh, you know, donated or thrown away anyway. Um, so now it's mine. So so now I have a zero cost. Uh, so now I'm, burnable I'm trying to figure out a way to maximize your your potential gain here, and. Uh, I was just going to set up you, a GoFundMe. Sure, but you'd have to write it up in a way that you're not the same person that's going to be burning it. Like, okay, you'd have to write it so where, like, you you know this is going to happen, but I, I'll I'll find somebody who can stop it uh, if this is funded. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, th- like this 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 asshole is going to burn the flag. But if you raise enough money, I'll go. I'll you know go to you know I'll, I'll uh, put on my camos and and you know break into his property and you know I, I don't know just make something up. But you you know where I'm going with it though. Just the yeah. You know, there has to be there has to be that idea that uh, that the flag is under a threat and and it's not you. Otherwise, oh. it'll just be like you're stupid. You know I'm not paying you to not burn your flag. You know. <laughs> Well, okay, which is fine, which is totally fine, right? Because that's kind of the idea. It's all these, all these, uh, all these flag worshippers who get so vitriolic and like you know say like, oh, I would like to punch him right in the nose and steal his flag, right? Like I'm going, you have the option, right? Put your put your actual money where your stupid fat mouth is, right? And get all True, your stupid fat mouth friends to put their money together. It's, like, it's how gonna, important is gonna, this flag to you? It's going it, to backfire you a little bit because you, you'll get a, you might get a lot of publicity out of it. But okay. the stupid the stupid flag flag worshippers are still going to blame you for even coming up with the idea of of burning a flag you know it's, well they can it's, blame uh, me for burning it but i'm gonna blame them for not coming up with enough funds like share this around if everyone don't well, if all the if for, everyone or, in america donated one dollar to save this they're gonna, flag they're gonna blame you f- for for the the whole stunt is what i'm saying it's like it's yeah it's, it's i mean it's kind of obvious what it is but um 
So, so some somebody, for example, somebody somebody might kill you before you get a chance to burn it. You know, whether yeah. you raise the money or not. You know. <laughs> well, I'll put the money in like you know a beneficiary's account then. But there was there was a recent article about like a dude who burned a flag, got in trouble for it, sued, got some money out of it, and then burned another flag. You know, just just because, <laughs> right? So, so it's it's not you know it's not like they're killing every flag burner, right? And the, you know the, the right. you know even Chris Cantwell like shot up an American flag on video, right? And right. they they finally caught up to him, right? <laughs> I'm I'm being even more generous than that. I won't do anything. I I will give this flag away. Well, not okay. Give it away is kind of it's weird how I'm going to position this. But I will give this flag away to the second highest donor, right? Like if 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 the if the if the funding goal is reached, right? I will box up and mail it at full cost to me because I've got all this donation money coming in, right? And I will mail it to the second highest donor. Um, uh, and, and then he can do whatever he wants with it, right? Like you've you've protected this flag, and now it's yours. But the funding goal has to be reached, and I think I I always thought that this would be a pretty fun stunt, and now I'm in a position to pull it off, and so I'm a little bit excited about that. <laughs> yep, save. The American flag, the the yeah. only one that matters. <laughs> exactly. Well, because it's <laughs> it's the next one that's going to be set on fire, <laughs> right? Like you have the you ha- you have this opportunity to 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 save one, and if you really if you really believe all the shit that comes out of your mouth when you're talking about this piece of cloth, right? Here's your chance, right? If 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 donating a dollar, right, to the cause is too much for you to save this flag, then I don't want to hear shit from anyone again in the future about what I do with my own property, right? Like, I don't want to hear it. You had your chance. You had your chance. You you squandered the opportunity because that dollar or your ideals were more important than the piece of cloth that you pretend is so fucking important in the rest of the time. So so one more thing to make it, uh, more likely that somebody will contribute. Um, would you consider making it charitable? So, however much money you, you get, uh, where's the money going to go to? To me, because it's my flag. And I understand, but <laughs> to, to to maximize the the amount, because to me is it, there's a lot of publicity. Uh, okay. Uh, p- potential here. Um, so, if you make it charitable, also, so if you know to someone paid you pays you to save the flag and, and, you, and you save the flag and the money goes to you know something else something else that is uh, uh is is good publicity for example okay um, I, don't, I don't know like so, some some uh, charitable cause maybe a percentage then because i'm I'm trying to make some sure. money here <laughs> sure, sure right i'm a, I'm an evil greedy like you know 20 25 percent of all funds raised will be donated to you know I don't know to the well, to the I'm, I'm just saying just okay. putting that thought in your head okay maybe there's some some really awesome cause that we can come up with that would make it you know even like like a cause that somehow funding it like against the state would would uh you know be valuable i don't know i don't know what i would i mean you okay. can't just pay pay money to end the state i, w- I wish i could but 
um, I don't know, maybe to the Mises Institute to get somebody the out of society. Yeah, or trying to get somebody out of prison or something. Ross Ulbricht to the Ross yeah. Ulbricht Defense Fund. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that more later because I, like I said, I ordered the Shemog and I don't have it yet, so I can't even do it yet. And I have the flag, but I haven't set up any GoFundMe yet or any of those ideas. So that will all be taken into consideration. But I think it's going to be a fun exercise where statists get to put their money where their mouth is and they will choose not to uh, out of pride or spite or other some sort of malice uh, or whatever it happens to be. Um, and I think and I think we're going to end up setting it ablaze anyway. And it'll be even funnier, <laughs> right? Like maybe I'll hang it outside for a little bit, you know, and, and give them the opportunity to steal it. Right. So they, so we can, <laughs> well, because again, right. Then we can just show that, well, it's private property and they're, they're thieves, right? Like whatever, you know, you, you, you're choosing to steal, uh, rather than make a financial contribution to a good cause, whatever, however it happens to work out. It's like my little version of capture the flag. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. All right. Well, all right. No articles, I guess. No headlines. Because um, I think we're pushing the end. Are we pushing the end on time? Looks like we're pushing the end on time. I think so. Okay. Oh, I guess one more thing, R- really briefly then, because this was the other thing that almost pissed me off this weekend. I'll try to be brief and, you know. So uh, I-, I almost had to uh, quit my job recently. So I was al- I was on the cusp yesterday of like going back to trying to sell your Bitcoin uh, more prominently in the evenings. Um, because I got like, I got a note um, from the HR department. The, 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 the restaurant that I work for uses a human resource service. And I got a note from them that they were going to force me uh, to sign up for their medical plan um, in order to enroll my dependent, right? Who's like, technically a ward of the state in foster care with his grandparents because you know rather than just give them back to me they decided to dick it around with it but whatever I, we've <laughs> talked about my son before so they're like you know uh you have to enroll because we have to enroll him and i went i don't want to enroll i i you know i i waived the enrollment because i'm already covered right i've got my obamacare and i'm good like i don't want to i don't want to the the amount you're going to charge me Right. Makes it not worth going to work um, if I had to pay for medical. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Like it it wasn't going to happen. So I waived it and I'll keep my free health care that I don't I barely use anyway. Um, But now they said, like, we're going to force you to do it. And so I work, um, you know, I work part time at this place, less than 20 hours a week, which turned out to be my benefit. Um, But, you know, and they were going to like charge me like, you know, 450, like 500 bucks a month. It was like 250 bucks a paycheck uh, for a part time job. Right. To 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 go under this medical plan. And and so I sent this I sent them an email, you know, basically stating like, you know, you you will not be doing this against my will and wishes. And if you choose to do this against my will and wishes, um, I'm simply going to resign my position. Right. Like I'm not I'm not going to tolerate this crap. And then I was like, you know, then what are you going to do? I'm going to figure something else out, you know, where, where this is not going to happen. Um, which at the top of my list was sell more of your Bitcoin. So unfortunately that didn't happen. So, and I, the time, it was time sensitive too. Cause I got the letter like on Thursday, right? Today's the 30th. I got it on the 28th and they said that they were going to start this, uh, effective garnishment, uh, October 1st. And so I went, well, 
better let me know quick because I'm not going to work on Monday. You know, if, if that, that paycheck's going to go to, you know, to some medical sign up that I don't want and can't afford. Um, and so they responded back. And this is like new lesson, new information learned that I don't work enough hours at that particular restaurant for the, for them to have to honor the, the, uh, the order. So like, but once I go over, once I go over like 20 hours, right, then, then the, they automatically sign me up for medical. So right now I'm at 18 hours a week. So basically like if I work eight more hours during the month, I'll make like less than 200 bucks. Right. But to make that extra 200 bucks, they're going to charge me five. Right. So now there's a, there's a, a, a disincentive to work at all oh, yeah. or any more hours. Um, oh, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's not just you. It's hap- there's, there's lots of people that have multiple jobs just because they have to avoid going over 20 hours. Yeah. And that's going to be it's me. Total craziness. But what I, what, because I learned this information, what I did do is I went to the other job, the other restaurant job that I do in the morning that I work even less hours at. And they're, they're already doing like a, a child support garnishment as well. Cause I don't pay attention to state paperwork. Um, and I said, Hey, you know, if, if I'm not making enough money here, can you stop the garnishment? You know? And so they're going to look into that. So <laughs> it could turn out right. That like I work, uh, you know, close to a full-time job now and I'm going to get like a full-time paycheck again. Uh, and then the third job that I do, like, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, the, the one where I've acquired this flag, um, I get, you know, less than 20 hours a week anyway. So, and I, they've never even been approached uh, at all. Like, I've never gotten any information from them saying, hey, we got this letter that says we got to take some of your money out of your paycheck. So I never worried about them. I always thought it was like the primary job and now this one all of a sudden. So that, that you know, I, I, could, I could easily work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week at three different part-time jobs. Um, and keep all, and, and keep most of my money. Cause at, at least for a, a couple of them, um, I filed as exempt or like 10, you know, 10 withholding, 10 dependents for withholding purposes. So like I, I should be getting the vast majority of my, uh, paycheck pre-tax. Um, and then, you know, the, the state can spend as much money as they want coming after me if they want to, uh, to get whatever, you know, pittance they can. Cause again, three part-time jobs. Three part-time jobs and free medical. Thank you, Obama. <laughs> All right. And I just look at it like work. You know, it, it, I I know the I know the medical part is like hypocritical on my part, and I've admitted that in the past. But at this point, I care even less, right? Because right. I could have one job and have that covered in it, but because of the way you know the the states lining up and like you said, incentivizing me against it, I'll just take it where I can. That's all. That was my final share for the week. Your thoughts? All final right. thoughts? No, that was nope. fun. And thanks all right. for sharing. No problem. All right. That'll do it for us, everybody. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, we post show prep there, and that's where you can find out where we're going to go live. Uh, we also post show prep in the groups where you can get in on it and post your own if you want to. But it's an inactive group, so hurry up and get there. Uh, Facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. Uh, and if you want to contribute to the show financially, we do that through Patreon. Patreon is not where I'm going to be doing the funding for the flag, most likely, because it's going to be a one-off. Probably GoFundMe. Um, but Patreon for the Anarchist Experience, if you want to contribute to the show, Patreon.com slash The Anarchist Experience. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.